0: Du lytter nå til et opptak fra Lys og Salt Online som blev arrangert juni 2020 av Kristendettverk og Kristendfellesskapmenighetene i Norge. Du vil finna mer stoff fra konferansen på lysosalt.no. Følg oss gärna på Facebook, Instagram eller abonner på vårt nyhetsbrev på lysosalt.no. God fornøyelse! Well, hello. It's good to be with you all again. And I appreciate the fact of the Leaders of the churches, there inviting me to speak at um, this year's Bible week, although it's from a distance. I've been in my home now, kind of on a lockdown for over three months, but I've enjoyed that time with my wife and doing things around the home that we needed to be done, being in the garden and getting that uh, correctly in order. Uh, But now it's time to sit down with you and I'm sitting in my prayer room in my garden and coming over to you because I want to share with you something that I think is very important for this day and this time. We're living in a very, very troubled world. Many nations, in fact the world, did not know what was going to take place and uh, what has taken place through COVID-19 has turned the world upside down and many many people are fearful for the future some are fearful and and being concerned about if there is any future but the wonderful thing to know is as people of god that we know there is a future that is secure we know a future in whose hands it is and we know that as the people of god we will come through the better for being in this situation as God refines us, purifies our lives, and we come through in triumph. When I've been reading the scriptures of late, I've come across the story, one of the stories about the life the life of Elisha. And I want, would like us to read together a passage of scripture from 2 Kings, uh, chapter six into 2 Kings, chapter seven. And during the time that I have with you in with these two sessions, I want to bring out two factors of this story, which is which is so relevant for us as believers today. So if you'll turn with me first of all to two kings, chapter six, and we are reading uh, in in that scripture from verse 24 of chapter six into chapter 7 verses 1 and 2 and then chapter 7 verse 17 to the end of the chapter and i'm reading from the new living translation of the bible uh, and you of course will be reading from the norwegian swedish or other bibles that you have but the story is the same so bear with me as i read to you from the english two kings chapter 6 from verse 24 Following, Some day later, however, King Ben-Hadad of Aram mustered his entire army and besieged Samaria. As a result, there was a great famine in the city. The siege lasted so long that a donkey's head sold for 80 pieces of silver and a cup of dove's dung sold for five pieces of silver. One day, as the king of Israel was walking along the wall of the city, a woman called to him, Please help me, my lord, the king. He answered, If the lord doesn't help you, what can I do? I have neither food from the threshing floor, nor wine from the press to give you. But then the king asked, What is the matter? She replied, This woman said to me, Come on, let's eat you a son today. Then we will eat my son tomorrow. So we cooked my son and ate him. Then the next day I said to her, Kill you a son so we can eat, eat him. But she'd hidden her son. When the king heard this, he tore his clothes in despair. And as the king walked along the wall, the people could see that he was wearing burlap under his robe next to his skin. May God strike me and even kill me if I don't separate Elisha's head from his shoulders this very day, the king vowed. Elisha was sitting in his house with the elders of Israel when the king sent a message to summon him. But before the messengers arrived, Elisha said to the elders, A murderer has sent a man to cut off my head. When he arrives, shut the door and keep him out. We will soon hear his master's steps following him. While Elisha was still saying this, the messenger arrived. And the king said, All this misery is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? Elisha replied, Listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. By this time tomorrow in the markets of Samaria, five quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver and ten quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. The officer, assisting the king, said to the man of God, that couldn't happen, even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. But Elisha replied, you will see it with your own eyes, but you won't be able to eat any of it. Now turn with me to the from verse 17 to the end of the chapter. So everything happened, exactly as the man of God had predicted when the king came to his house. The man of God had said to the king, By this time tomorrow in the markets of Samaria, five quarts of choice flour will cost one piece of silver, and ten quarts of barley grain will cost one piece of silver. The king's officer had replied, That couldn't happen even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. And the man of God had said, You will see it happen with your own eyes, but you won't be able to eat any of it. And so it was, for the people trampled him to death at the gate. That is a a terrible story in one way. There were people of God who were under siege by... An enemy they were suffering from hunger because of a famine there was no food the Syrian army had surrounded their city there was no way out and it had descended to the to the point where cannibalism the eating of your own children were taking place. And when that was brought to the attention of the king, he was impotent. He couldn't do anything about the situation. He could not resolve the matter. He was only a man, but he was the king. But the moment he heard of that, he wanted to apportion blame. Sometimes in life, when we have no answer ourselves to a situation, we always want to find someone to blame. And in most cases, the first person who is ever blamed in any situation in our world is God. He blamed God. And he blamed the prophet of God, the man who spoke for God. And he vowed that he would remove the head of that man, Elisha, before the end of that day. I feel that in our troubled times today, there is a lot of people apportioning blame on God as the source of the problem, when really it's not God, but the evil one, Satan. God has not brought death to people, but he brings life. God wants us all to enjoy life to the full. God wants us to enjoy his promises. God wants us to be successful. God wants us to attain in life, not to die prematurely. The enemy, the thief, has come to steal, to kill, destroy. But God came that we would have life. But here again in this situation many centuries ago, God is blamed. God is blamed for what has happened. The real reason why these people were in this situation was they had forsaken God. God had already told them, if you follow me and keep my commandments and follow in my ways, it will mean blessing to you. Blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing. But if you depart from me, you can expect the alternative and that would be luck it would be sickness in many cases it would be death it would be failure and here these people are facing just that the king sends some messengers ahead of him it was only a plory because they were really going to kill the prophet But God knew their intention and God told the prophet because he was the spokesman for God. And because he's the spokesman of God, he is first a hearer. To be able to speak the word of God, you have to hear God speak to you. And the prophet heard God speak. And the prophet told him what was going to happen. So he was prepared when the king came. So when the king arrived and the prophet was still alive, having about to speak... The prophet speaks to him, hear the word of the Lord. Not my word as Elisha. but hear the word of the Lord. When we hear that word, when we read that word, God expects us to pay attention. And the the word of the Lord was very clear. There was no kind of uh, obfuscation about it. There was no... sense of misunderstanding it came with clarity very specifically speaking to the problem of that day speaking into circumstances that no man had an answer for no scientists that may have been around that day no educationists who were around that day no medical people that were around that day no one had an answer but hear the word of the lord in 24 hours, the circumstances and the famine and the hunger and the lack that you face now will no longer be there, but you will eat plenty. You will not not lack anything. The man who was with the king immediately responded as a man that didn't know God. He responded naturally that often is a great tragedy. When you don't understand spiritual things, it's best to keep this closed. But he spoke up. And he said this, that is impossible. Even if God opened up the windows of heaven, that is impossible. He set a limit on what God could do based upon his own understanding, based upon his own natural thinking. It's outside the realm of God. It's in the realm of the natural. Yet we can't do anything, but God certainly can't do anything. Don't bring him into the picture. We already blame him for something. He's not going to be an answer. So the prophet's reply is simply this. It will happen, as I said, and you We'll see it happen, but you will not eat of the food. And the story goes on to say he was trampled at the gate of the city. What I want to bring to your attention today, as I bring to my own heart, and I've done it over these last three months with my wife in our home, is simply this. When God receives a word by decree, When God says something is going to happen, there isn't anything that man can do to make it irreversible. We cannot change it. Only God can. Because God is not a man that he should lie. He's not a man to change his mind. What he says he will do it. What he's promised, he will perform. I think that's a wonderful thing for us to know at this particular moment. With the world facing its crisis, with everybody wondering, when will it all be over? It could be over in 24 hours if God just moved his hand and decided it's over. And if he decided, and said it's over, it's over. It wouldn't be a matter with scientists saying, oh, well, there's a possible second spike on a third spike, or we don't... If God decided it's over, it would be over. But right now in this situation, it's a time for us as believers to begin to throw out from our lives everything in our lives that have cluttered our lives, have smothered our faith, have caused us to to fear, to be concerned, to worry, to get rid of them. It's a time for cleaning house. It's a time for us to be able to say this. We are not going to doubt that it cannot be done. If God said it, it will be done. And even this situation, God has given me promises. Blessed is the man, the psalmist said. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the, sea, the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. That man or that woman would be like a, a tree planted by the waters that bringeth fruit in his season, and his leaf shall not wither, and all that he does he will prosper. That's a promise of God for us, dear friends. God is for us, not against us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? For greater is he who lives in us than he who is in this present world. We are not here to have our minds attuned and trained to the culture of society. And much of society is pressing in on us as Christians at this time. But God says, don't be transformed by that. Let your mind be transformed by the Word of God. That we feed our minds even in this hour with the Word of God, knowing that God is in control. God is going to bring us through. God has promised us better things. God is bringing everything toward his final purpose. The church is going to come through. The church will be refined. The bride of Christ will be ready. And Jesus Christ is coming in triumph, so that we are with him. That's the end of the age, not a virus not a flood, it's the coming of Christ. And he is using this time to prepare us for that hour. But the most important thing in this story we can learn for this session is this, what God said, God will do. No matter what you face in your life at the moment of time, it may be concerns about your family, God simply says, I'm in it with your family. I want to bless your family. I want to prosper your family because you are my children. He says, faith in me will mean all your family will be saved. Not merely saved to go to heaven, but saved in life. That a husband can lead his wife correctly, lead her in the ways of God. A wife is able to submit to a a, Uh, to her husband because he loves her as Christ loves the church. Children are able to submit to their parents and obey their parents because their parents only provoke them to do good things and to love and betterment in life. God wants us to be like that and to know that our lives are in his hands. It's vitally important now therefore that we're able throughout our days to be able to use time to get into his word. Let his promises fill your life as they do with in my life. Speak out the promises of God for your life because in the circumstances for your fam- family, it's not the circumstances that rule the day, it's his word. What has he said to you concerning your family? That will come to pass. Concerning your job, concerning your studies, concerning your friends, even concerning your health. You may be in a situation and very concerned about your health. I was in a situation just prior to Christmas, my health. But the issue is this, what stands? Is it that which affects your body or is it the word of God? God brings us through. Why? Because he said it, he will do it. This is a story bringing that to us with great emphasis, great clarity, great certainty. What God said, exactly what he said came to pass and nothing, nothing, nothing could prevent it happening. My friends, this is a day of great encouragement, a great day of opportunity for us all to believe the word of God and for us to be able to say, God spoke this to my life that at this moment has not yet been fulfilled. If therefore you have a word from God that as yet has not been fulfilled, it does not matter what other things will happen around you, that word will come through and come to pass if you believe it. I'll close with this. It's a little few words from a song that I used to sing long, long time ago in evangelistic meetings. Expect a miracle every day. Expect a miracle when you pray. If you believe it, God will find a way to perform a miracle for you today. I'm believing that you will have your miracles in your body, in your health, in your family, in your home, in your job, in your school, in your studies and in your work. Why? Because God is a good God, and he's good today. God bless you, and have a good day.